0: Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie LaCroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force, beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Today, I am so excited to have the absolutely stunning Ash Fox joining me, who is a proposal planner extraordinaire. So I'm just going to let you launch in, Ash. We met at an incredible event by Gina DeVee. I was immediately taken by your energy, your gorgeous inside and out. And you do like the stuff that we all Google on Instagram, but don't always get to meet the person behind the scenes. You plan these epic, stunning proposals in New York City, looks like almost exclusively. And I just, I want to know all the
1: things. So how did you get into this? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me on, Jackie. I feel the same about you. You're just such a bright, gorgeous light. I mean, you (laughs) total have the queen energy that Gina talks about. Um, And I'm honored to be here with you. Yeah. So I am a marriage proposal planner, photographer, advisor, and all around sort of expert. Now, I only, (laughs) I say expert because I've been doing this exclusively for nine years. Um, So my whole life is marriage proposals. So I, um, you know, I mostly work with, I work with men and women, mostly men um, who are from all over the, all over the world who are coming to mostly New York City to get engaged and I help them pull it off. (laughs) So whatever they need, um, whether it is decorations, venues, locations, ideas, Um, help with strategy and logistics, you know, how to surprise her. Um, And I work, I also do work with women proposing to women and men proposing to men. That's, that's for sure too. Uh, But for the most part, most of my clients are men proposing to women. So excuse me if I speak a little bit in these gender normative, uh, not, I'm sorry, hetero heteronormative terms, but um, (laughs) I work with everybody, everyone. And um, it's awesome. And I'm so grateful. So yeah. So how did I get into this? Well, I was a and am also a photographer. And I was sort of doing all kinds of photography at the time I actually started in nightlife and music. And my dream was to like work for a rolling stone or spin or something like that and shoot bands and all of that. And um, at some point, (laughs) I was like, I got to get out of this night world because this just isn't conducive to my I'm into, you know, health and fitness and it just was um, going to bed super late at night and not sleeping on a normal schedule. And I got into doing family events and corporate events and things like that. And um, I was sort of this like Jill of all trades in photography. <laughs> and one day someone asked me to um, do a marriage proposal. And um, <laughs> and at the time, you know, I was sort of jaded. I was like, hey, why would you need that photographed, you know? Um, these days, people just need pictures of everything. Like, can't you have one private moment to yourself? Mm -hmm. And that was my initial feeling about it. But as I came to do it, and after doing this one proposal, I really saw that this is one of the most incredible moments of your entire life. And it's really romantic and intimate. And so, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to have photos of it? So yeah, so I started doing that. And over time, funny enough, I got known as this person who specializes in shooting proposals. It just, it just happened to be that like one snowball to the next one, to the next one. And um, over time I expanded and because I got a lot of insight on how marriage proposals work. And I saw that, you know, I'm also really interested in relationships, uh, like education around that and all of that. And I was able to sort of see some um, just a lot of the dynamics, like the nuances of it all more than just a pretty picture, more than just, you know, the Instagrammy kind of thing. So, um, I was able to help my clients really with strategy and logistics and all of that. And I love that part of it too. So <laughs> I've been doing it a while. Um, I'm really grateful. And these days, yeah, I am based in New York, but I'm expanding out to other cities now. And I'm going to be bringing, bringing the proposals all over, hopefully. So yeah. ah, oh, that's amazing. Okay. So I love
0: so much about what you said. And I think that, you know, everybody's got like their style. Everybody's got their proposal style. Certainly. I'm sure there are many people out there who still cherish like the totally private moment. And I think that that is gorgeous too. But for a lot of people, yeah, this is like you know, both of them are probably hopefully already on the same page and like proposals have gotten quite elaborate. So I definitely want to hear more about the relationship side, because of course that's what I love to talk about, but just from the the logistical side, I mean, it's so this kind of snowballed. And now when I look at proposals and things on, on Instagram, because where else do we look at them? Um, It's like, whoa, this is like a mini wedding. So give us a little bit of an idea of what are the, um, what are like the factors that go into this? What kind of vendors do you have to work with when a guy comes to you? Yeah. And he's like, I want to propose, what does your brain start thinking? Oh, this is what we need to to pull
1: in. Yeah, totally. So Jackie, I've got, um, I would say my clients are sort of in two different categories. I have some guys who have a whole, full vision of what they want and oh, they come to me to execute it for them. So they, 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 they think they figured it all out and they have an idea, they have a concept. And then they're like, Ash, can you pull this off for me? And, um, and I do. <laughs> and then I have other guys who are like, Ash, listen, I don't know what to do. I'm really starting from square run one. Can you help me? And, um, they're, they're really 50, 50. I have both mm-hmm. kinds of guys. Um, And sometimes some guys are a little bit in the middle too. Um, Sorry to say guys, it's really people. Um, But like I said, for the most part, I am working mostly with men. Um, But yeah, I work with women too. And um, funny enough, so sometimes I have people who come to me and they're like, they have these extraordinary ideas of what they want to do, but they don't realize how it works in reality. So I kind (laughs) of have to be that voice of reason, like separating the Instagram image from, reality because I have a ton of people who will contact me and they're like, you know what? My dream is to propose in the center of the Brooklyn Bridge. And they send me a picture and it's like a picture with like no one on the bridge. just like an empty (laughs) image of this Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm like, you know what? Do you know that that's actually a pedestrian and bicycle walkway that people used to get to and from work and it's completely packed. So I have to sort of be this voice of reason and kind of like set them up for what actually is possible versus what their vision might be um but yeah you know things things have gotten quite elaborate um but i it really runs the gamut i have some guys who come to me and they want like ultra luxe sort of things and i've worked with you know um like some nfl players and like some people who are really going you know all out and, and they can pull out all stops um and i have other guys who you know guys and girls doing more simple things you know in parks um, and more understated type of proposals too. So it kind of stretches and runs the gamut. Um, but we, when I work with clients where we're starting from ground zero, um, I like to do, I do a planning session with them, which is over the phone. Um, and we go over just sort of, I, we start from square one. they tell me a little bit about them as a couple, where they're coming from, you know, if they're, if they're come, traveling to New York City for the first time, I work with a lot of locals as well. Um, he tells me sometimes, you know, some of her favorite things and we start to like go over what, you know, my mind just starts turning, and I'm starting (laughs) to get all these ideas. And then, um, you know, so we start really from there and then we build, build out. And sometimes we build out where it's pretty elaborate. And other times it's really just classic, simple romance. And, um, I happen to be, for me, it makes, it, it makes no difference. And I actually, I actually tell guys sometimes. Sometimes that creativity can be a bit overrated when it comes to a proposal, because um, a lot of people think, wow, I really have to reinvent the wheel here. Or I have to come up with the mm-hmm. most original idea. But actually, a lot of that comes from sort of this ego trying to prove something when at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I find most people, when they're being proposed to, all they really want is, to, is they want to know that you care <laughs> and that you yes. really know who they are. And so that's what I try to always bring it back to. Like, we don't need a million bells and whistles. We don't need, you know, a million, we don't need dancers and balloons and all these things like necessarily, you know, maybe you do want to go that route. And I have had guys who have, um, but yeah, like I'm not into just like adding things on or selling extra stuff just to do it because I want it at the end of the day. I really care about the two people as a couple and um, their experience and, I don't know, all the feelings, (laughs) which are a big part of it, not just the pictures.
0: I love that you said that because you're right. I think anytime we want to do a good job at something, our mind often goes to, oh my gosh, I have to like start over and and figure out how no one has ever done this thing before. But um, perhaps, especially with love, so many people just like, they just want to be well loved. And maybe the, like, I hate to call it standard, but like the daydreams of how things are quote unquote, supposed to go is what they've been longing for this whole time. So you don't have to sit there and come up with something like elaborate and brand new and shocking. And oh my gosh, everyone's going to be wowed. Um, it's like, no, just, just like the, the old kind of fashion love story of just the basics of, oh my gosh, this man wants me or this person wants me, you know,
1: um, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. Thanks, Daggy. I, I agree with you. And I actually, I kind of joke around sometimes with my clients. I'm like, listen, all right, to, to be a to be a generalizer, you know, in general terms. Okay, this does not speak for everyone, but a lot of straight men, you know, get excited by their girlfriend wearing uh, you know a pretty dress, <laughs> and a lot of straight women, to generalize, you know, like flowers. So it's like there are these bare bones, simple things that sometimes just you know, they work. Okay, like, yep. Yep. <laughs> they work. And so, um, yeah, it's like sometimes going back to basics and that doesn't mean, you know, some people, I definitely have clients who are like, my girlfriend hates roses and so we are not doing anything mm. with roses. And I'm like, totally, let's not do anything with roses. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just depends on who you are and owning that. Aww.
0: That's so cool. So I imagine you see like all of the different personality types come into this. And so it must also be fascinating to, I probably just get that sense of like, what kind of person is this human being who wants to propose? What kind of person is this person who they're proposing to? What kind of, you know, all of the relationship dynamics that I imagine you have seen over nine years of doing this. So um, one of the things that, you know, the women I mostly work with, one of the things I find the most healing for them is like the love that a man can have for a woman. And I know that women put a ton of weight on being proposed to, and is he going to propose and how did he propose and all the things. But I think um, we don't often get to see the behind the scenes of the guy's mindset as he goes to prepare to ask the woman he wants to spend the rest of his life with to marry him. And so I would just love to hear, you know, and obviously client discretion, but um, everything from the nerves and the panic attacks to the like, just like the achingly sweet longings to make this woman feel his love. Oh, wow, I'm happy that's to share that. Yes, <laughs> I'm
1: happy to share that. Yeah, so I think that there are um yeah, a lot of stereotypes about men, you know, maybe withholding love or um that it's not, you know, macho or alpha, like it's not it's not masculine to like be vulnerable or show yeah. Um, yep. you know, mm-hmm. do these, do these grand gestures, right. Or that it's weak or that it's desperate or any of these things. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't feel, I don't believe in any of that. I don't think that's true at all. I think it's very strong. Um, it's nightly, <laughs> you know, it's yep. kind of like your, yep. this night and shining <laughs> armor armor. Um, and actually it's very sexy to women. And I tell yes. my clients this sometimes because there are conversations that I have with clients a lot of times around incorporating other family members and friends into the proposal. Now this is a different subject, but one thing I tell them is like, this experience has the opportunity to be, and I always feel funny for saying the word to them, but I'm like, it has the opportunity to be highly sexy. Okay. Like she's seeing you in this light as this Prince charming knight in shining, shining armor. It's something that she's probably dreamed of or had visions of, or, you know, seen in movies, and now it's coming true for her. And also like her reaction to things she's in this, she's in the moment with you and she's reacting and you're getting all of this, like, you know, all of these these juicy reactions, which are, you know, very sexy in both ways. And, um, so I, I kind of remind them of that because sometimes men could forget a little bit of that element of it Mm. because a lot of times, especially when the couple's younger, or or they or they happen to be from a very close family, a lot of times, or um, or a very traditional family, a lot of times, family wants to get involved, and that's mm-hmm. very sweet. But some, but it has the potential to take that element right out, right out. <laughs> of it. Um, so I try to encourage them to at least remember, and then it's their choice if they want to incorporate family or not. But I kind of remind them that you know this actually has the potential to be a very romantic, sexy moment. Um, and, and it's special, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship or something, it's like a nice way to see each other in a new light. It's also very cool because, um, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of girls who tell me they're like, you know, my partner is not romantic at all. So I'm so shocked when he did this, you know, he went out of his traditional character, you know, and like got into, you know, night and shining, shining armor mode and went and did this thing. So, Okay, so the nerves. I'll cover that. Um, First of all, I am a very highly empathetic, empathic rather person, and so I take on all of the nerves. And I've been working hard. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I care so much, and I really take it on. Um, And sometimes that's and that is a good thing in many ways because then they don't have to take on all the stress. Hmm. Um, But I have a lot of different kinds of clients, so funny enough, my, a lot of my New York clients tend to run a little bit on the anxious side. I'm a New Yorker too. So we tend to run a little anxious because we're in this, um, super fast paced city, super high expectations for everything, you know, like, and so some of, so some of that energy, um, it's like alpha and anxious together. Um, but, um, but it's because they care, they want to do a good job. Right. And that's where it's coming from. So it's actually like, it's not just anxiety for the sake of it. It's like, because they really care about impressing and doing a great job and most of them. So one thing is like, some people think, Oh, um, do people just propose without knowing that like, does the person know or this or that? And it's like, okay, 99% of my clients and everyone pretty much knows that their partner's going to say, yes, it's just that they want to do it in, a, in the best way possible because they want to have this memory and milestone and yeah. moment to be able to look back on. Um, I hope I'm not going all over the place, but one other thing I was yeah. going to say about um, the emotions is, yeah. So it's funny. I even have, I have some clients who, you know, I've got guys who are police officers and firemen and, you wouldn't believe like you need some of these guys You think of them as so stoic and sort of, um, you know, they're, they're in this, they have to be in this one mode or military guys, but they happen to sometimes be like the most romantic guys, um, (laughs) who really pull out all stops with like, they really want to add all these extra elements. And, um, it's, 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 it's really interesting. you get all kinds of, um, people. Now I also have people who sometimes, um, especially in my early days, I Collected, I somehow attracted in some clients who were, um, they were very resistant to to some of the traditional things. Like I had some guys who didn't want want to get down on their knee. Funny enough, and they were like, they didn't necessarily say it, but I saw it in my early early <laughs> days where they wouldn't get down on their knee. They'd literally hand the girl the ring, and then it was over. And I just was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute here, wait so a minute. I, Yeah. Like I really encourage the knee drop um, to Mm. all of my guys. I emphasize it because the thing is, it's, it's it's again, maybe something that they're not thinking about as much, but it really is that vision that the, you know, as a girl, I kind of know this, like that's the vision that we have. It's that image of this man on his knee, this like nightly kind of he's he's and very knightly nightly and vulnerable at the same time which you know is very very attractive right yeah. <laughs> and so it's like if you just hand a ring because <laughs> because the truth is like there are some people who are in, uncomfortable with showing the side of themselves yeah and that's part of that's something that I think you have to get over in order yeah. to do this in a way that's um you know there's no rules, right? Of course mm-hmm. there's no rules. Of course you're still going to be happy, right? But if you if you're coming to me, if you're coming to someone or if you're looking for advice if you're listening to this, it's because you want some insight, right? So I would just I highly advise you got to do the knee drop. You got to stay there for a while, <laughs> you know, really present the ring, put it on the finger from the ring. And this also does not matter what Gender you are like, um, it's just that the vision of a proposal for people is on the knee. <laughs> Whether you're a man or woman, you know my women get down on their knee too, mm. um, and you know my um, men proposing to men or women proposing to men they also do the knee. Um, it's just that's what you know. That's the vision of a proposal, right? So like you're you're, you're proposing oh. marriage in this sort of um, traditional and dramatic kind of way. Yeah. I went all over the place.
0: No, I love that. And I think gosh, I love that you tell them that I absolutely adore it. I mean, to all, to each their own, however anybody wants, but yeah, I think, especially when you're, you're, you're not considering anymore, you're proposing marriage. This isn't like on the table it's happening. Um, There's, it's a display of like, I'm willing to sacrifice and, and maybe depending on what's going on in the person's mind, even like embarrass myself a little bit out of love for you. Like, this Mm -hmm. is how I intend to treat you. Here's my proof. I'm already willing, you know? And so I think it's, it's, um, it probably even goes beyond just like this gorgeous image we have of an ideal, but it's like, this is a representation of, I will get down on my knees for you and serve you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would hope that it would go both ways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen, I've seen even some proposals where like the woman gets down on her knees to receive the ring and it's like this mutual, like I'm in this with you, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said that it's um, I think that, yeah, people are are terrified of it's that vulnerability and to choose to be in a relationship at all, let alone to choose to be in a marriage let alone to serve someone well in a marriage. It's all an act of vulnerability, which is an act of strength. So I
1: love that you said that. I love that you encouraged that. Oh, no, no, it, it requires that. Also, you know, the element of gifting each other in different ways. Now, I'm not even talking, I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the ring at all right now. I'm talking about like, it's like the gift of getting on your knee, you know, that yeah. showing yeah. that, like you said, that um, showing that vulnerability in this physical way, um, and the way that the woman or man receives, receives that gift. You know, it's really important in relationships to constantly doing these little things, you know, otherwise yeah. <laughs> you just kind of becomes roommates or it becomes friends. Like you need <laughs> to kind of do these acts. Um, they're important. They're also important because like the proposal, one thing that 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 you know, I've seen through doing this is it's this, it's this very special intimate milestone that the couple has together. Very different from the wedding, very different from the engagement party, very different from the bachelor, bachelorette, all of those things. It's really the two of them. It's the two mm-hmm. of them together. Um, there's a speech, right? There is someone telling them how they feel, and um, yeah, this vulnerable vulnerable moment together and of commitment. And the wedding has that too. And the wedding is, you know, the wedding's a wedding, right? Like I'm gonna <laughs> be for the wedding. But this has its own inherent true intimacy to it that the wedding the wedding is more performative, you know, it's more about, um, the friends and family experiencing the commitment, which is beautiful. But, um, that's why, like, I have such a, an appreciation for this, you know, having done it and seen it and, and, and I'm so grateful. So,
0: yeah. Mm, I love that. Okay. So what are the most romantic spots in New York city to propose? Where are you always, oh. if a guy doesn't already have, maybe he does, maybe he knows one of the spots himself, but what are you always recommending to people as a great place to go?
1: That's a good question, Jackie. Because it seems simple, and it's so not. <laughs> <laughs> right? And the reason is, yeah, it seems so simple, and it seems like, hey, just Google, you know, romantic places in New York. It's so not, um, and it's funny. I I advise all my clients to stay off of Google because I find it yeah. is so inaccurate. It's mm. so inaccurate like I said about that um, client you know the multiple clients I have who send me pictures of the Brooklyn Bridge like I want this okay. totally empty there's <laughs> such a difference in New York like Instagram versus reality as well as other places like Paris and Hawaii and all these like beautiful romantic places big difference between like the professional photo that was taken at four in the morning <laughs> on <laughs> Google versus you know a real moment and um, you know as you know as anyone who's traveled you know has seen, the, the Instagrammy places, you're not the only one who thought of it, right? Like everyone's yep. there with their <laughs> cameras and it's not even people getting engaged. Like you might be getting engaged, but there's a million people with selfie sticks and, you know, groups, and they're all there to take their pictures for Instagram. So a lot of the places that might be, be, be called, you know, the perfect romantic best places are not necessarily the best. So what I tell my clients is for, my favorite places are constantly changing. So Mm -hmm. I'm always staying ahead of what spots are like the up and coming spots that are going to be the the new spots on Instagram. And it's so funny because like I'll give you an example. Um, during Christmas, the Christmas season, which is one of my busiest times. And it's one of the most, it is the biggest time um, in the country when people get engaged is the the December season before New (laughs) Year's. And uh, so a lot of People come to New York City and they have this dream of proposing in front of one of the Christmas trees there. And so every year, I kind of give advice on like which Christmas tree is the is the Christmas tree (laughs) to propose at with the least amount of people and this and that. And I have found every year, anytime I recommend, re- recommend a tree, the following year that tree is packed with people uh-huh. that the word gets out. <laughs> so it's, it's so always funny. changing. Yeah, I'm constantly telling, I'm when I, when I'm working with a new client and he's like, okay, I was thinking of this, this or this, I might be like, that spot that you mentioned was my favorite spot six months ago, but now it's not. It's always changing because New York City is changing always so fast. And because of Instagram, you know, these beautiful spots are filling up very quickly and then like one gets yep. hot and maybe it settles down. So I'll give you a general, <laughs> a, a real general <laughs> answer now, but that's my like true answer, um, is that, you know, there's so many beautiful places. There's gorgeous waterfronts in New York City, like Dumbo, uh, Hoboken, Long Island City. Those places are beautiful, right? You've got to be there at the right times. Um, Of course, there's beautiful Central Park and it's been all the movies, um, but like Central Park and these big places, the little places, exact spots are constantly changing that I would recommend for someone. Um, And then, of course, there are also, you know, all kinds of private locations that I do. So that's one of the most popular um, things that people come to me for is I offer these private spaces where you can propose with gorgeous views of the city and get to decorate it and do all these customized things but there's no one there <laughs> and that's so that's special awesome. especially in new york where it's like loud and crowded and so you get yeah. this real intimate moment where you're like on the rooftop of some gorgeous building with like iconic you know maybe the empire state building or something right in view and um that's my thing i love doing those because um yeah just because it's in new york like space and privacy is the ultimate luxury. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, that's one of my favorites too. Mm, That's so cool. So when I look at your
0: feed, which is gorgeous, when I see the like beautiful heart made of rose petals and there's like candles over here and a violinist over there, that's probably a private space that you were able to set up.
1: Yeah, you got it. These are private spaces that I do. And I'm like, I am constantly seeing spots and I'm have People come to me and they're like, "We have a spot. We want you to, you know, bring your clients here, do proposals there." And I go to see it, and I'm like, "This spot sucks." <laughs> I never like, like, I'm very, very specific about the spots that I offer because I know that they're, um, they just have to be just right for me. And I, I've, I've got my requirements. Like the views have to be amazing. The space has to feel really good. It has to look great photographically, and all these things. And I'm. Very, very uh, specific about that. Also, funny enough, something that people don't realize about New York City is people see all these rooftops and all the, um, you know, there's so many buildings, they figure, oh, wow, there's so many rooftops. There's actually not because most of them are not legal for you to go on. Most of them are not finished. And then the ones that you do see, most of them are private residences. So these are not places open to the public. And then the ones that are open to the public are open to the public. So they're crowded. So to find those really... Yeah. So I have my stable of places that I just, that are private and special. And yeah, I offer those to my, to my clients so that they can have that moment without all the people. Oh, that's so cool.
0: So when somebody comes to you and they want to propose about how, I mean, I'm sure some people are like, I want to propose next weekend. And you're like, oh my gosh, but what's the normal, <laughs> um, kind of timeline.
1: Yeah. Happy stuff? to, happy to give that to you. So it's so it's so funny it's so different from a wedding right so i get i get emails all the time from guys who are like i want to propose in two years from now you know or they'll be like i want two to propose years. next year yeah like they want, they want to set these things up way in advance um wow but funny enough you know proposals are so different from the wedding they actually it's actually the perfect amount of time i would say is about one to two months okay um because yeah. Also, you want for me. I work with um, I work with a lot of people, and I want all the information fresh in my mind. And um, and also for them, so much is changing constantly in New York. Like I said, New York's always changing. So if we plan something a year in advance, the next year, like I said, it might that spot might not exist anymore, or mm-hmm. something might happen, or God knows what. So <laughs> I always I generally say like a month to two months. Oh, another thing that comes up too is I, you know, there are situations where sometimes it doesn't work out. The relationship doesn't work out for some reason. And now you plan this whole proposal, you put all these deposits down, you did this whole thing. And now it's Mm -hmm. not really, so, you know, a month, (laughs) like a month (laughs) or two two months is a good time to start planning. But I do have clients who reserve with me because I am busy. They reserve with me months in advance. They might have a date that's really important to them. And then Mm we lock down that date and we start the process about like a month or two before.
0: Wow. Now you said that for most of your couples, the person proposing knows that the person not or being proposed to is very, very, very likely to say yes. And thank goodness, Mm -hmm. because I always think that (laughs) that's so terrible when it's like, girl, just say yes. And then tell them no later, you know, but um, so is it like, um, does the person always get a surprise or do some of these women walk in like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm sure it's never a joint proposal planning session. How do you keep this a surprise or is it a priority for the guys to keep it a surprise?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, Oh, I want, that was something I wanted to say before too. That's so, cause you were saying like insight into how the guys think about these things and the emotion, yeah. the emotions and all that. Okay. It is so important for the guys to have it be a surprise. Like it's, for, wow. it, it really is for a lot of my clients, like they, they care so much about that. Um, Because that is part of, like I said, that payoff where like she's so excited that she's getting proposed to. He's so excited that he surprised her. You know, there's that like really sweet, um, uh, you know, give and take there. Um, So yeah, it's, it is important to most of them that it's it's a surprise. Um, and what we do is we do this planning. A lot of times we do the planning while the person's uh, you know, he, you know, he's at work and he has a work call and we talk and he's able to, <laughs> it, it, it's always a surprise. And we always pull it off that way. Thank, thank God it's always a surprise. That said, I have had a few couples over the years because I've had a lot of couples. I've had a few couples over the years that funny enough have come to me. And it is a joint thing where he basically tells me that she, she told him that she is someone who does not like surprises and oh, she wants yeah. to be involved in everything, including her proposal. And I've had oh. girls find me and bring me to the guy <laughs> and told them, that, please, I want you to use her. And I want, you know, and she, and she kind of, she's aware of everything. Now this is very rare. It's only like about a handful of times I've had this, but, but, but yeah, it does exist. There's some people, because like you said, you know, everyone's different. And so there are some people that are like you know what they don't like surprises and they're like please yeah. honor this honor the fact that I don't want to be surprised I, I want to have a joint role in picking out what I want and I had a girl she was like I want all white flowers I want this you know like and she had a role in her proposal and you know what it was very sweet and at first at first I'll be honest with you I thought it was a little weird I'm like this is kind of weird um, why, you know why why doesn't she let him you know do this but in the end I met her one of these girls I'm thinking of in particular because it was somewhat recent. And I loved her. I loved them as a couple. And I got it. I got it. She just said, I am freaked out by surprises. I didn't want to be surprised. And so I wanted to be involved. And I'm so happy. And so I was like, you know what? I honor that. (laughs) Everyone's different. And um, that's also why I say there's no rules. You know, I can give you all the advice in the world at the end of the day. I can't. And I tell tell my clients this. I'm going to give you my unfiltered advice right now. You do not have to listen to me. I respect what you want to do at the end of the day. It's like, it's about you and her and you and your partner, not about me. So, yeah.
0: Oh, what a perfect combination! I feel like that's beautiful that you would give them your thoughts and also give them no felt pressure to go by them. I feel like people either like they don't want to give you thoughts because they want you to just do what you want to do, or they run it for you. So beautiful balance! I love that. So, what um, relationship type things have you noticed over the years? You said earlier that like you're interested in also the relational health side and almost giving these couples either advice or simply noticing what's going on. What have you noticed? What kind of tips could any of
1: us take away from the things that you've seen? Great. I'll give you one. That's a a great question. And I'm always kind of noticing these little nuances of things and, um, granted, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not with these couples forever. Now I I do watch what I, what I love is that a lot of my clients stay in touch with me through the years and we're like, stay friends on Instagram and I get to see their lives unfold and have babies and get their first house and all that. I (laughs) love that. I love, I've had some couples where they've contacted me years later. They're like, can you, you know, we just love the picture. Can you take, would you, would you take pictures of our, of our, of our um, baby and our maternity Aww. pictures? And I don't even do that stuff anymore, but for them I do. Cause they're like my yeah. clients and I'm like, you know, I love them and I love seeing this. Um, but I, I ask almost all my couples, you know, what is your secret? Like, what is your secret as a couple, especially um, a lot of my couples have been together it's it's a range. So I have some couples who've been together like a year and a half, a year, and they get engaged. And then I have some couples like around like the three, four year mark. And then I have, funny enough, I have a lot of couples who are like nine to twelve years, <laughs> been oh. together, and now they're proposing. Um, and I always ask those couples, you know, really, what is your secret to making it last all these all these years? Um, and and it's and it's and and I see too that I can just see from the outside that they have. You know, they still have, like, they have chemistry, they have attraction, yeah. they have like fun or friends you mm. feel that. But what they always tell me is communication and over communicating. Wow. They all okay. say it. They say the same thing. <laughs> they're like, we communicate and we over communicate because it's the only way to really understand each other. Um, so oh. yeah, that's what I, that's the main, my main takeaway that I've seen. Um, Interesting. And you know, I'll say something else. I have definitely had now, not, not clients of mine, but I've definitely had people like I've had, um, I've had press and I've been out there. I've been in some viral videos and things where people, you know, I've, I've read the comments and some people are like, why would you need a proposal planner? You no, know, why would oh, you need help? Or this oh. is dumb. Or we you know people who say huh. these things yeah, yeah um, <laughs> because they, they don't get it. <laughs> like yeah. they don't get, you know, they don't, they don't get what it's about. It's not about, or like, you don't need a grand display of, you know what? You don't need a grand display. You know, what? you don't need anything, but these are people who this is, this is a display of love for a man. They're doing this as, like I said, almost yeah. like a gift of love in their yeah. relationship. Um, but, oh, and this is what I wanted to say too. Sometimes people from the outside judge people who do grand gestures as that's not real love because you did this grand, you don't need to do all these mm-hmm. grand gestures. You know what? You don't need to do all these grand gestures and you could do something simple. You could also do a bit. It doesn't what I've noticed is it doesn't mean anything. Like I've had couples who do grand gestures and they've been together years and years and years and years and years. I've had couples who've done grand (laughs) gestures and some of them haven't made it. I've had couples do simple proposals and they've made it the test of time. I've had clients who've done simple proposals and they haven't made it. So it's really (laughs) like, you can't judge this. It's just, it doesn't mean anything. You can do whatever feels right for you. And the, the most important thing that I say is know your partner, know what your partner would like. It's not about you. It's about giving this gift to them. And in turn, you're going to get so much back because you've this memory that I would say, like, do, when, when you, when they're going to be telling this story for the rest of their life, do you want them to shrug their shoulders and be like, eh, you tell the story? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you want them to be like, oh, oh my so God, good. you know how you did it. You know how you did it. Oh my gosh, you did this!" And get all <laughs> excited. So yeah, that's my um, the story it matters, I think. Yeah, totally. Preach it, girl. I love
0: that so much. And, you know, you never know who's on the internet and what comments or what, but what I often find, um, is that not always, but certainly sometimes those people are, are like kind of jealous, you know what I mean? Like whether it's a grand gesture or a simple gesture, there's this, like someone out there is being well loved and it ain't Mm -hmm. me, you know what I mean? And so to flip the script, um, as we kind of wrap this, a lot of women listening to this are already in relationships. They're already married and as we're filming this valentine's days around the corner and i know that a lot of times you know there are some people who can look at beautiful like instagram accounts or whatever of love and just be so inspired and kind of remember their love for their spouse or whatever and then there are people who like it hits a chord of um of pain and of longing mm. and of like why not me why isn't he doing that why whatever and so um to to me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts too, like the, the most powerful thing you can do in order to receive love from another person is to be able to give it to yourself first. Right. And then like that entire gaping hole of, I want this and someone else is the only source of it. um, it, Like it hurts. So when you can fill that hole a little bit, and it doesn't mean that you therefore suddenly don't need anyone, don't want anyone, but there's Mm -hmm. not this, this ache and this pain that is almost problematic and mm-hmm. even sometimes prevents the ability to receive or inspire gestures of love. Um, so, for women who are listening to this and they're thinking Valentine's Day, they don't, you know, maybe he's planning something and it'll be a surprise. Maybe she knows full well she's not going to get anything. Maybe she is the one who always takes the lead. Um, to first have that mentality, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And then also, Um, for the man or the woman who wants to plan something special for Valentine's day, kind of taking these proposal ideas down into what would you suggest? Like, what are the things that they can think through or, you know, get inspired by as they
1: plan just a really beautiful evening for somebody they love? Oh yeah. I love that question. That's great, Jackie. And I, I entirely agree and, and agree with you for sure. And I, I do see that, um, do you see that some of my women who, you know, the, who are receiving the proposals, you know, they're Queens. <laughs> they really are like, they, yeah. they you can tell they, they inherit, they love themselves um, and not in a, not in a um, arrogant way. Like they just, yeah. they know who they are. They're not afraid to, to communicate. They're not afraid to tell their partner what they need. You know, pretty much all of my friends, I'll say, I'll say one thing about the ring. We didn't even talk about rings, but the ring is oh, so yeah. like, not whole point. Anyway, one thing I'll say is, um, Pretty much all of my girls have told their partner what they want in a ring. They're not like just waiting. Hey, let's see what he gets me, and then I'm going to be unhappy and then mope and, and 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 complain or God knows what. They say, Hey, oh, you right. know what? I'm going to help you out. This is the kind of ring that I want. And like they, you know, they do that old. They they communicate. Yes, like, like the ones that they say that's the secret. They communicate, yeah. right? So um, that's part of I think being um, yeah, being. Self-love, right, is, is speaking what you want. So my advice for Valentine's Day, you know, if you're a woman listening, um, and even if you're a woman who's listening and you might be in a long-term relationship, like let's say you're in a long-term relationship and, you know, you're feeling like your partner isn't really you, you want to be engaged and maybe they are not pulling the trigger. Or God knows what I actually did a po- on my own podcast. I did an episode about that, like how to get your partner to propose <laughs> to you faster. And it's not meant to manipulate or coerce. It's more to like Ape little Ape ways Ape. to kind of, you know, um, su- you know, subtly or not so subtly, but, but basically it's like, you, yeah, what's really important though, is to communicate, you know, it's, 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 um, it, you have to know your worth, right? And so, if you don't, if you if it if it means something to you to have that commitment um, of a ring, of, of a marriage, of paperwork, of all these things of a wedding, um, then you have to you have to speak that out. You can't just be waiting around, and you've got to say, you know what? This is something that's important to me. It's important to me, and it's a deal breaker for me. You know, I love you, you, but I need this. I need this container for my own. It's it's my vision of my life, my safety, and and that's that's displaying you know, that's display, displaying your own self-worth because you love yourself. That's self-love. Oh yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. So it's not, it's not being grabby or I need this. I need that. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not, that's, it's not about even the material or labels. It's more um, really knowing what matters to you and yeah. being able to express it. I think that that's really wow. important. So yeah. yeah. So, so I would also, what I would say the girls who are waiting on Valentine's day and might be feeling, I don't know if he's going to do something for me or she's going to do something for me. Okay. How about you say to your partner, (laughs) listen, listen up, (laughs) not like that, Um, but casually, you know, when you're at dinner or something, to be like, you know what? I just wanted to tell you, you know, Valentine's day is coming up and I don't want you to feel a lot of pressure, but, uh, but you know what? Like it would mean something to me. If you plan something, it doesn't have to be big, it can be as big or as small as you want it to be, but it would just mean so much to me. I make me so happy, um, you know, if, if there was something to look forward to and just saying that, and that's it, you know, take yeah. the pressure off. Like it's not, it's not, and use it. it's not a big deal, but it would mean a lot to me and communicate yeah. rather than sitting back and being like, Oh, I don't know if he's going to do anything. <laughs> like, you know, that's kind of a weak uh, from coming from a weak place and like expecting is. another person to fill your cup rather than just owning what matters to you. And
0: mm. yeah. That's beautiful, and what I love about that is, is I listen to you say that, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm a guy sitting here listening to that, one, I mean, you know, different guys, different reactions, but one of the reactions is my woman still wants me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she cares. It's not like she's forgotten about Valentine's Day, and she sure hopes that we don't like go to a beautiful dinner and have great sex afterward. Like you know, like there's a desire mm-hmm. there in her still for me, and so. Um, whatever his reaction may be, I think there's probably an element of rise to the challenge and, and even feeling um, affirmed that this, she still wants a romantic connection with him. It's a priority to her. It's something that would please her. It's
1: something that she would enjoy. And yeah, a beautiful thing to hear. It's not, exactly. It's not a demand, it's an offering. It's like, here's an opening, here's an offering here of Mm -hmm. something that you could do, you know. Yeah, I want you. Small, big, whatever, you know, it's I'm putting the ball in your court to do what you're comfortable with. It could be just a little note, it could be anything. Um but I will be so happy. I will be so happy, you know? And so we got to speak, we got to speak and say what we want. You know, you can't just yeah. make assumptions about people about like that, that they, and then assume, Oh, they don't love me. Cause they didn't do what I, what my yeah. expectations were. And so many people do that and they make themselves unhappy and then it makes their partner unhappy. So totally. I think we can take a lesson from my clients and over communicate and just say what we want and need. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I can also see too, as a woman, like if
0: you're, you know, or in addition to an open communication, which would be the ideal, but like to flirt your way, I I see all of February as Valentine's day. Personally, I'm just holiday. (laughs) And so like, if you left post-it notes every day of February, like leading up to like, he's going to get the idea that you're doing something and there's almost going to be a felt, not need, but, um, like, Hey, reciprocate, you know what I mean? Like where's, it's just like, I'm I'm starting a game. I'm starting flirting with you. You're not just going to sit there like a rock. So there's other ways probably to kind of like, let's, let's make it fun this year. So I love that. I love that. But I agree with you. There's totally. something totally. Um, it has the potential. Yeah. yeah, it has, it has tons of potential. And I think that as like, from a feminine perspective, receiving is like, our jam. You know what I mean? Like this is what we're built mm-hmm. to do There's something magical about it. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we can <laughs> misunderstand receiving as therefore not asking or not initiating anything. And it's, it's, it becomes a passivity mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. an active receptivity, if that makes sense. So that's kind of what I'm hearing mm-hmm. you say. It's like you, you ask for what you'd like, and then you're ready to receive it without, you know, an endless list of expectations or specifications where you're going to be upset if you don't get what you want, but just like, Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Jackie, I forgot something important. I don't Please. want to interrupt you, but this is the no. really important piece of it. The important piece is that if you're going to say, Hey, this would mean like a couple of things. Well, number one is plant the seed early. Okay. So yeah. don't say this time That's the good. week of Valentine's day, maybe <laughs> say it a month early the day before. Say, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to drop this carrot right now um, a little bit early, but I just want you to know, you know, I don't need anything big or whatever you're comfortable with, but if you did something on Valentine's day, that would mean so much to me. It would make me so happy. And just leaving it that now, whatever, now the person goes and does for you, you have to receive it and you've got to be thankful and you got to show gratitude and you got to show that you appreciate whatever they gave you, whatever it is, you know, because you yeah. communicated, they went and did it. And Now you cannot be like, oh, this wasn't good enough, or just accept yes. what they have to give you and be grateful. Now, let's say you really are in a situation where the person, you're, you really are unhappy. Okay. Then, then maybe this isn't the relationship for you. Okay. This, <laughs> if you never feel happy and you always have an endless amount of complaints. Maybe you're not meant to be in a relationship or maybe this person isn't for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in a healthy, good, loving community, um, loving relationship, you should be able to say what you need without being demanding um, and receive something and be appreciative and grateful and give that gift back to your partner um, of appreciation and love and gratitude.
0: Yes. Amen. No, no temper tantrums or diva behavior of, yeah, I completely, completely agree. And I think that that also comes from that, like being self-filled, you know, when you are, you're loving yourself Mm -hmm. so well, you don't have this, excessive pressure or weight on this list of how I want it to go. um, You're able to just openly give and openly receive without like intense pressure on how it needs to look because you're already so full, so happy that this is just like Mm -hmm. extra you know, and you love it. It's just extra. And it's not to say that it's not important to you. It's not to say that you're not going to communicate. It's not going to, all of that is still true, but you're, you're doing it from a position of like, I already love my life. I already love myself. I already love you. Let's have fun. And I'm, I'm happy to receive how you want to love me. doesn't mean I'm not going to communicate, you know, like I don't like surprises or whatever kind of preferences, but, um, Yeah, and if and if that's something that's difficult, yes, maybe you're with the wrong person, or maybe there's internal work to continue to do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of my audience is already married, and so partly I would love for them to get any takeaways of how can they be re-inspired in their own long-term relationships with it, which they want to maintain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, any Mm -hmm. tips
1: for that? Absolutely. Okay, so I'll tell you one thing, Jackie. Funny enough. I have clients who propose again. I have clients who come to me. I had a client recently. They were in their late fifties and he came to me with the most beautiful email about how this woman's the love of his life. They got married young and he married her. He got, you know, he did the best he could, but he could have done a lot better. He said, and she deserves so much more. And at this point in time, he just wants to show her how much he loves her and um, he wants to upgrade her ring (laughs) and he's proposing again. So I've had, um, and I've had a bunch of those. I've had a lot of men actually say, you know, I want to do it again we got married young or I've had, um, had a few couples who got married in the military where they didn't have really this time together to do like this romantic display. They just like got, got the paperwork (laughs) done. They never got to do like the, the special, you know, really, go all out. And so they want to, and oh my gosh, those are some of my favorites. I got to tell you, they really are because there's so much love. The the couple already has the foundation and now they're just creating this beautiful memory, this beautiful gift for their partner. And, um, it's really sweet. And and sometimes it comes with an upgraded ring too. <laughs> so. I know. I was just thinking that like, I see
0: ring upgrades frequently. That's the thing. And I, I mm-hmm. often see, um, a renewal of vowels, which is also beautiful or like a large anniversary party, but I have never heard of proposing again. And yes. I freaking love that. I mean, even, um, either instead of, or even in addition to a renewal of vows, yeah, like what a cool idea. And especially if it's a couple that's been together for a while, if they have children who
1: then get to witness this, or like after the fact, I mean, totally. And sometimes those are, those are often the best speeches too. I gotta say, because they know each other so well, they've been through so much together, you know, they've been through could be decades together. And so they have this amazing foundation and they now, Um, Yeah. Like talk about keeping the romance and the love alive. It's just, it's so beautiful to see. Oh my gosh. And the the couple that I had recently, she wore this like sexy pink dress. He got her all dressed up and he's like, you look hot, baby. And it was just like, so great. They've they've been together forever. They've got like four kids. They're from Texas and it just is wonderful. So I love that. Okay.
0: Last question on that. Um, you've mentioned speeches like these, so these guys are, whether they're like, Mm -hmm. whoa, you know, spitting it out or it's, or it's a well done extensive declaration of love. But one, I would love to hear any kind of speech advice that you give to them. And two, just again, to, to return, because I find I have to like, I I have to like drill this into women, but it it was also very difficult for me to learn back in the day how deeply men love their woman, you know, and it's such a powerful thing. And I think Mm -hmm. women, especially in long term relationships, kind of just assume that it's you know like we're basically this is a logistical arrangement, and yeah, we love each other, you know. I mean, but they've forgotten Mm -hmm. like his depth of appreciation and adoration. So speech writing tips and, and what you see in yeah. these guys,
1: they express their love. Okay. So with the speech and with everything, um, and just like I said before, you know, before it's like, you can't put so much pressure on yourself, mm. you especially when you're speaking from your heart. Okay. Yeah. So don't put all this pressure on yourself to write the perfect poem or be you oh. know Ernest Hemingway or, you know, Walt Whitman. <laughs> okay. You speak from your heart, say what's true. Um, why do you love this person? And why are you proposing to them? That's it. And I've got a couple of TikToks and I did a YouTube video on this, what to say, what not to say. And it's really that simple. I don't tell anyone what to say. Like I have, I have, um, I don't write speeches for the guys actually had a video go to viral recently. And they said that I write the speech and I was like, I got to correct that. I don't write the speech. I don't write the speech. That's too personal. Um, But I, if a guy, if a client, man or woman comes to me and they're like, Hey Ash, what do I say? What do I do for the speech? I say, listen, why do you love this person? Why are you proposing? Answer those two questions and you are golden. That's all they want to know. <laughs> That's Let true. Let come from the heart and take your time. Don't rush. If you want to memorize it, go right ahead. You know, you can memorize it. If you want to just, you know, in the moment, say what you want to say. That's cool. I don't always recommend that only because sometimes you can get so caught up in nerves that you can kind of, yeah. kind of say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself, but answer those two questions and your, your, your partner's going to appreciate it so much. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Awesome. This has been
0: so much fun. You are, I mean... <laughs> it's a joy to know you and I know what a gift you are to these couples walking through this and these like guys who are white knuckling their way through this kind of slightly terrifying, you know, life transition and big ask and big event even sometimes. So thank you on their behalf for escorting them so beautifully through this process. Thank you for sharing all this with my audience, who is I'm sure going to be all inspired to go love themselves and their special person for Valentine's day. So thank you. I just feel like you're in a a beautiful space of just spreading, literally spreading love. And it's gorgeous to see it not only done well logistically, but I've certainly met, you know, wedding planners and types where it's, it's, it's very cut and dry and you just exude light and love as a human. So I know that their experience with you is that much more.
1: Oh, thank you, Jackie. It touches my heart and I'm so Yes. Honored to know you. You are such a bright, beautiful light. You're a friend now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so grateful. (laughs) This was amazing. This is better than I even imagined. So I'm so glad to chat with you and thank you so much for having me on and I'm excited to, um, yeah, just, just speak with you. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And if I have Friends who are looking to get proposed to in New York City, I will nudge them your way because I can't imagine anybody better. They, so exactly, we're
1: going worldwide. So just you know, okay, there we go. No, no more geographical limits. No, and if people want to get in touch, I'm happy to yes, direct them. As to we find you. I keep talking about yeah, your so, Instagram, but where can we find you? Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I am on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. My name is Ash Fox Proposals. Pretty easy, A S H A S H F O X Proposals. Um, and I'm on YouTube. I've got advice on there. I'm also on, um, I've got a website, ashfoxproposals.com. And I've got a podcast as well called the proposal podcast where so I'm giving a lot of, yeah, it's, 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 fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm giving advice on proposing both for men and women and whoever proposers and proposees, you know, yep. all, everybody, <laughs> but, And um, <laughs> I'm also having. Yeah. And I'm also having a great guest on like you, you're definitely going to come on and mm-hmm. um, with relationship experts and sex experts and people who, cause it's not just about getting the ring, you know, the, the proposal, there's a relationship yep. that you got to have after that. Yep. So, um, I want It's really important for me to bring other experts on who know that, that other side of things because I can't, I can't claim to be an expert when it comes <laughs> to relationships, but it's, it's an area of interest for me. So yeah, Instagram, you know, and uh podcast and YouTube and all these places. I'm, I'm around. So, thank you so much, Jackie.
0: I love it. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining us here. Ladies, go follow her even if it's just for the eye candy of the gorgeous work that she does. And um and just the the like the love. Like when I look at any kind of love inspired thing, I want to feel the love behind it too. And not just like you're talking about like the grabby or the you know, the image or anything like that. There's this holistic, beautiful truth of love well done. So thank you, Ash, for being here. I know we'll be chatting again soon.
1: Happy early Valentine's Day to everybody. And you happy sure- Valentine's Day, yes. I know. Hi everybody.
0: Are you as fired up as I am after this conversation? This work is so important in the world right now, gorgeous, and far more powerful than what I can contribute alone is the ability that you have to shape your home, your family, and your community by living and spreading the truth. So take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on Instagram with the hashtag bolder than before and tag me at Jackie LaCroix official. And then come on over to the podcast and leave me a review. Five star reviews mean this information gets placed in front of the very women who are looking for it. So quickly click those five stars And if you let me know what you love most about the podcast in a written review, and then DM me to let me know that you did, my team will send you a free gift fit for a bombshell. This episode has been brought to you by the Bedroom Bombshell Masterclass. This one-hour crash course in everything the church didn't teach you about female sexuality has blown the minds of thousands of women around the world. And now it's your turn to be set free in your understanding that God intended for women to enjoy sex. Sounds great, right? But that can be very different from the misconceptions created after either misuse or abuse or just years of begrudging wifely duty. What if you could transform the way you see and are then able to experience sex in less than an hour? Keep your headphones in and head over to bedroombombshell.com for the five shifts women must make to learn to truly enjoy sex right now in a way that fully honors their faith and that they and their man will adore. I'll see you there.